If you had a broken spirit, you just feel like things are really just not going how you expected them to go. Um, sorry that uh, this is such a <laughs> depressing um, introduction, but I just really want to get real here um, because I feel like in the church world, we often kind of shy away from the speaking about the dark times and the, the dark things in our lives um, simply because we want things to look so bright um, that we often kind of neglect the truth and I mean the truth about living in a, in a broken world um, and I don't want to be one of those uh, preachers who who shy away from that and I, I won't be let me tell you that <laughs> um, yeah I'm just wondering have you had a broken spirit lately have you had a you had depressing thoughts lately have you had um, just a very anxious heart are you doubting yourself are you, are you second guessing things you should say you know when you're with you know other people and um, are you losing con do you feel like you're losing confidence and do you just not feel like you're really doing the right thing or people are questioning you or you just feel like there's so many things to handle there's so many different things to do at your job there's so many um, different demands and requirements and urgency 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 and everything do you have a broken spirit well today i want to go to psalm 51 um and there's uh here we find a, a psalm that um i've recently discovered uh, just here today um that goes over uh so basically the whole thing is david is is writing a psalm uh after the prophet nathan comes to visit him and um after david you know commits adultery he sleeps with uh another woman who's who's not his wife and um basically i mean you can find the story if you want to read it for yourself it's in let me see hmm let me see okay i got it i got it i got it okay i got it second samuel 12 1 <laughs> or just second samuel 12 i guess um is where you can find the story and basically the whole thing is um beth or david's not where he should be um as king and uh you know usually at the time when kingdoms were at war the king you know was 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 being active in in making decisions and just you know doing kingly things <laughs> you know and just to bring it real real simple uh basically he was at the wrong place at the wrong time he made a mistake uh, he made you know a sin and um that sin caused you know the basically the woman that he was he was watching Bathsheba um 
you know, he invited her to, to his quarters and, um, they slept together, you know, they had sex and basically, yeah. Um, you know, and then her husband found out or actually he didn't find out (laughs) and, uh, David basically made a military strategy just to get him killed. Um, and turns out he never found out. And it's just one of those stories in the Bible. You're like, wow, this is dark. <laughs> like, what is, what is going on here? You know? And, uh, yeah, it's what happened. And so after that, you know, uh, Bathsheba has a baby, um, all of this didn't happen just instantly in one day. I mean, this was stretched out, you know, it takes nine months for usually nine months to, to have a baby. And, um, yeah, she had a baby and, um, the prophet Nathan after, uh, David committed adultery with, with her, um, you know, talked to him and he was just, you know, he gave him a parable and, um, it was just like a, convicting, um, thing, you know, uh, towards David and what was happening. And, um, it just, it wasn't the right, he wasn't, he wasn't in the right place. He wasn't at the right place at the right time. And it was the perfect opportunity for sin. And that's how it happened. And, you know, uh, there's a whole lot more to that story, but what I really want to focus on is just like what David did after that. Because can you imagine, like, the amount of guilt and shame you would feel after that? That's like pure darkness right there, and uh, especially with how close um, David was to God. I mean, I can only imagine. Um, how he was feeling with his relationship to God too. And, um, you know, God never shamed David. He definitely convicted him on what happened, you know, cause I mean, you don't just get away with stuff like that, you know, and we have Jesus, we have grace, but I mean, there's conviction still, you know, the Holy spirit convicts us and, um, conviction, you know, is a, is a thing that lasts for a, a, a little bit, you know, it could be like a second or a minute, or maybe a day, but it's not something that lasts, you know, days, months, years, because that, that's shame, that's guilt, and yeah, so what we see in uh, Psalm 51 is what David uh, wrote after all of that, and we can just see here that like, you know, let's go to verse 5. Uh, if you'd like to read it, it's really, really, really good psalm, especially if you're feeling discouraged or um, if you're in a, a life of, of, of sin, you feel like, and or if you just feel like you just keep making mistakes, even if they're not necessarily, you know, sinful. Um, if you just keep messing up, you know, in, in a certain area of your life or you just feel like a failure or something, um, this is a perfect psalm for you. And so, uh, verse five says, indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Here we see that David is, uh, recognizing that, man, 
we are sinful from the start. We are bloody from the start. We are just, I mean, we're animals from the start, you know. Um, it's like, this was the part where, you know, in, in writing the psalm that, you know, he he recognized his humanity. He humbled himself. He wasn't like, oh, man, you know, but this, this, and that. He didn't try to reason with why he sinned, you know, like, oh, you know, why was she on the roof in the first place? You know, why was she bathing naked in the first place, you know? Um, no, he recognized his humanity and he humbled himself and recognized, like, yo, I did something wrong here. Um, but I should know that, like, I mean, from the time I was born, I've been guilty, you know, uh, when my mom conceived me, I was sinful, and that's just the truth, I mean, there's there's no getting around that, I mean, we live in a broken world, and that's just how it is, you know, and you go down to verse 12, and he says, uh, restore the joy of your salvation to me, and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit, a willing spirit. So, kind of in this this whole process of what he's he's dealing with. So he recognizes his humanity. Then verse twelve, he asks for what he needs. Man, he says, "Restore the joy of my salvation, of your salvation to me, and sustain me by giving me." A willing spirit. He's saying, Man, I need you to restore me, God. I really need I really need you to to restore me. I need you to sustain me. So when you restore me, I don't want it just to be like one second. I don't want it to be one day, one week, one year. I want to be sustained. I want this to be years of just you. You sustain me, you giving me energy, you giving me wisdom, um, knowledge, you giving me a, a will to do the right thing. Um, he says, sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. A willing spirit. Do you know what you need? Do you know what you need? I want to ask you that today. Um, because at first, you know, he recognized his humanity. And then he asked for what he needs. What he needed. And it says, he basically needed restoration and sustainment but do you know what you need if you don't i want you to pray and write it down take five minutes even if it's just right now you know even if you're having just the most busiest day in your life drop everything five minutes right now do you know what you need if you don't know what you need what are you doing <laughs> you know um if you don't know what you need i mean if not now, when? I think it's really important for us to recognize what we need because, I mean, if you don't know what you need, you know, it's like going to the, the grocery store and without a list or without thinking about what you needed to get. <laughs> you know, if you don't know what you need when you go to the grocery store, you're going to come home empty or you're going to buy stuff that, makes no sense and you're gonna have to wait for your next paycheck to actually buy the the stuff that you need <laughs> so do you know what you need 
So after he recognized his humanity and asked for what he needed, he asked God, you know, um, to help him to to gain energy to to help others, you know. And uh, verse thirteen says, um, "Then I will teach the rebellious your ways, and sinners will return to you." So after you restore me and you give me, uh, you sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. A willing spirit meaning a spirit that is is willing, you know, a, a spirit that's that's uh, wanting to 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 do, you know, God's will. It's like, bam, like, help me have that, you know, so I can gain energy to help others. Because I I can't do this without your willing spirit, and with your willing spirit, then. I can have the energy to help others. Um, you know, God uses every part of your story in many different ways. And God uses every part of your sin uh, in many different ways, you know. And, I mean, there's been ministries born out of people's sin, you know. There's been churches built out of people's sin. Not sin uh, itself, but um, the good things that... Um, God works out in people, you know, uh, after they, they commit sin. And I'm not saying you have to sin in order to to actually <laughs> uh, be useful, you know, in order to, to do God's will. Uh, no, it's not all I'm saying. Um, but what I am saying is that, I mean, your story, each and every single part of it, even the dirty parts, even the good parts, um, it's all, you know, for for what God's going to do in your life. Um, and God uses every part of that. Um, yeah. And then, so after, you know, he, he talks about gaining energy to help others. Um, so after he recognizes his humanity and asks for what he needs and says, Hey, if you give me that, I mean, I mean, I'm going to have the energy to, to help others and to really do something around here. And, uh, this pain won't be for no reason, you know, Verse 17 says, the sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humble heart, God. Yo, when I read that, that really just spoke to me because I'm going to be honest with you right here, right now. Um, these past few days in my life have have been rough. Um, I'm not going to get into any specifics, but um, it's just been a really hard time. And today, honestly, like I've had a frog in my throat uh, for the past few hours. Meaning, you know, I've, I've <laughs> I don't know why they why they call call it that. I don't know who made up that that phrase, but yeah, I've had a frog in my throat for the past few hours. Meaning that, like, I, you know, I've been I've been just having these things. Like, man, I want I want to just cry you know um, I don't know if you've ever had a day like that uh, before but it's like man it sucks you know it, it really does and when I read something like verse 17 that says the sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit that just feels so countercultural, so radical so not real you know because it's like what like I feel like it should say you know, the sacrifice pleasing to God is 
a restored spirit is a is a is a strong spirit. You know, oh yeah, God is pleased with me when I'm when I'm only when I'm strong. You know, it's like no, 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 no. Not it's not saying you know God is pleased when you're weak and you're just like purely weak, and that's it. You know, cause like that just feels weird, and that's that's really weird. That's not all what this verse means. Um, because the sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humbled heart, God. So what this verse is meaning is, you know, recognize your broken spirit is a pleasing sacrifice to God. That's just what it is. Plain, pure, and simple. Um, God will not turn away. The second half of that verse, God will not turn away from or shame your broken and humbled heart. And that's the truth. I mean, that's what it is, you know. Um, God's not going to turn away from that. I mean, the devil just wants to make you think like, man, you know, oh man, look, you're so weak. You're not, you're just over here crying and everything. You're just over here, like not having it at all. And you just feel like your, your life sucks and whatever. Like, oh man, God's just going to turn away from you and run away. Just like, you know, maybe someone has in your, in your life in the past or something like that. Or maybe even people right now, you know, or maybe it's you, you know, just like, <laughs> you just feel like. Like, God's just going to run away, and um, it's like, yeah, man, you know, the sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You will not, uh, God will not despise a broken and humbled heart. He does not despise a broken and humbled heart. And, yeah, man, like, that that's just crazy, you know, um, but it's true. Because the word is the truth. Jesus is the truth. The way and the life. And this is it, man. Like, sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. He won't despise. He won't shame. He won't turn away from a broken and humbled heart. That's not who he is. He actually goes towards that. He goes towards that. You know, in Psalm 23, when it says, um, you know, only... Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That, you know, uh, word follow was actually not the best translation because that word follow actually means chase. Only goodness and mercy will chase me all the days of my life. You want goodness and mercy to chase you? I mean, it's 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 there. You know, it's, it's just right behind you. It's not walking to you. It's 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 chasing you. And uh, God just wants you. Let's let's just put it like that. God just wants you. With your broken, humbled, crying, depressed, anxious, even suicidal heart. I mean, God just wants you. Man, I remember times where, you know, I was suicidal in, in high school and like things just felt so dark so vague so boring so just like is there anything that's gonna come from my life you know and thank god I never really uh took serious serious action on that um even though there there was temptations at times but it's like man thank god you know because like man I mean I'm, I can't 
I would have missed so much. I would have missed so much if I really gave in to all of that. And uh, yeah, man, like God just wants you. Like write that down or something. Like God just wants me. You know, he just wants me. That's what he wants. He doesn't want a certain version of me. He doesn't want a certain like idea of me to come to life. He doesn't want me to, you know, be, I mean, he'd love, you know, for me to, to be, you know, consistent and, and being obedient and just like, you know, being just this amazing person. But it's like, I mean, you yourself, that's amazing enough. I want you to hear that today. You yourself, that's, that's enough, you know, and God wants you. God really does. And, uh, to close out here, I mean, it makes me think about Matthew, Matthew 5, 3, and it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And this verse, to, to be poor in spirit means to be continuously just conscious of your inadequacy and an insufficiency apart from him. It means to be just recognizing who you are you know i'm recognizing that like i mean (laughs) it's not a day that passes by that you know you don't feel the effects of a broken world i mean it's just the truth and here's just you know blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of heaven is theirs poor in spirit you know it's just like man it's being continuously conscious of your inadequacy and your insufficiency in yourself, um, just recognizing that and recognizing how, I mean, you're nothing without God, you know, that's, that's, that's just the truth. I don't know if that's what you wanted to hear today or, or not. Uh, you know, I wish I could tell myself like, yeah, I mean, like I, you know, I still do, you know, some things and, 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 and be good, you know, and I'll, I'll be just fine. But honestly, I kind of wish I'm kind of glad, actually, that it's not like that because, man, if I had to muster up strength in myself, I would have been dead a long time ago. So to be poor in spirit means to be just continuously conscious of your inadequacy and insufficiency apart from God. And that's the truth. You know, and truth is, I mean, we're nothing without God it's it's just it's just real it's the truth and John uh let's see John 15 5 it says let's see here it says uh I am this is Jesus talking I'm the vine and you are the branches the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me I'm the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and I in you you produce much fruit because you can't do anything without me you know and it's like wow I'm kind of thankful for that I mean I'm really thankful for that because if I had to do things on my own oh wow this would just 
this would not be a, a life worth living at all. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this world would be doomed without Jesus. Let me tell you that this world would be doomed without God um, and all that he has done. Like, so only being only by being desperately dependent on God can we become what he created us to be. I mean, that's that's just the truth. We have to be dependent on him. We have to, my friends. And, you know, for me, you know, I have a few hours here today by myself where I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. And I don't know what I'm going to do, honestly. Um, I wasn't really feeling like recording this because things have just been a, a little... Uh, a little difficult um, for me uh, emotionally and, and spiritually, but I mean, I was like, man, you know, one, one of the, I feel like one of the secrets that a lot of uh, preachers and pastors have is like, y'all, when we preach, sometimes like, I mean, first of all, it's for God. Second of all, it's for you. Third of all, it's for us too. <laughs> and yeah, like I I need to preach to myself today, and maybe you know that's an exercise for you too. Even if you don't you know put this out, even if you don't put it out as a podcast, you know it's like, man, like sometimes we just gotta we just gotta talk to ourselves, speak the word, you know, word up, you know, and uh, yeah. So I hope you got something from this today and. Um, yeah, just recognize like, man, only by being desperately dependent on God can you become what he created you to be. I need to hear that for myself. And maybe you can say this uh, after me. It's uh, only by being desperately dependent on God can I become what he created me to be. Say it again. Only by being desperately dependent on God, can I become what I created, what what he created me to be? Hmm.